Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. Listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for another movie episode, spoiler-free review, as we're here to go over a brand new movie at the cinemas and one to possibly make you go see or possibly not to go see. And a solo one today, just me, my lovely voice. And you, listening to this episode, they're always fun, aren't they? Who am I? My name is Ben, and dot 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 Um, these are never that fun when you're by yourself, apparently. Uh, we're here to do Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I don't even think I mentioned that in the episode title. Again, the things that you do when you are by yourself, you apparently forget the most obvious thing. We're here to do a spoiler-free review of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 just out in the movies. And if people are long-term listeners to this show and might remember our review we did two years ago of the first movie, you would remember that I absolutely loved that film. It was a fantastic big Sonic fan growing up, big Jim Carrey fan growing up. So it sort of combined the boxes there for some good 90s nostalgia. And it was a film that really was just fun. It was ridiculous how fun the first movie was and a movie that really wasn't expected to be that fun. There was all the issues around the look of Sonic in the lead up to it when they released the trailers and all the controversy around that. They fixed that. And then the first movie turned out to be quite fun. It was quite successful and a sequel was pretty much greenlit immediately. So it was kind of interesting going into this, not really knowing if I was having high expectations or I was kind of just a bit like, meh, how is this movie going to be? Similar to what the first one was and all that kind of stuff, but also expecting a bit more given that I liked the first movie so much. So I think it was... I don't know how I went into this really feeling. It was exciting, but at the same time, it was just like, okay, well, sequels often can screw things up. And I rewatched the first one, day or so beforehand, still loved the first one. And I think I left this movie just going, okay, that's a movie. Uh, it's it's fine. Um, it Definitely not as good as the first one. I can easily say that. Uh, and they tried a few different things in this one, which I think didn't work. And then some things that did work and just a typical sequel really where they try and go a little bit bigger and better and keep the elements of the first one and for the most part they pretty much succeed in that uh it's a movie about a blue hedgehog who this time around teams up with a orange fox and a pink slash red echidna so uh you're gonna get what you're gonna get i mean it is essentially a kids movie of course as well so very much targeted at a younger audience but it's still entertaining. It's still got its moments. Jim Carrey is still fantastic in this movie. Um, but there's definitely things that I think it loses from the first movie, which make it not as good, but still somewhat enjoyable. Uh, the, the plot of this film 
is essentially Sonic. Um, he's got to help hunt down a green emerald, which uh, comes into play when Dr. Robotnik, Jim Carrey, comes back into play. We meet Knuckles, a sort of a, a, a foe slash frenemy of Sonic in the video games. If you've played the video games at all, very uh, iconic character. So you sort of got Knuckles and uh, Dr. Robotnik teaming up versus Sonic. And then we meet Tails. Of course, if you remember the post credit scene in the first movie was the arrival of Tails, who if anybody doesn't really know anything about the video games, Tails is always Sonic's sidekick. And in a lot of the games, you actually play as Tails as well. So, um, you know, right up there as a very iconic character, uh, probably the second most or third most iconic character in the Sonic video game series, possibly Dr. Robotnik's probably number two. Um, but obviously we knew that you were going to get an appearance from Tails in this movie, given we saw the end of the first movie. So it, it really ends up just being a, a team-up movie between Sonic and Tails going up against Robotnik and Knuckles. And obviously without spoiling anything that happens in the movies, certain things happen, and then ultimately it comes down to defeating Dr. Robotnik at the end of the film. So uh, pretty standard plot. There's not a whole lot to it outside of that. Um, and fun and hilarity and action and everything uh, ensues along the way. Uh, ben Schwartz is back playing Sonic, who I think is a, a great voice. He, he really does uh, fit the character well of Sonic. So uh, there's no complaints there. And it was great that they obviously were able to get him back to reprise the role of Sonic. Um, and then in the voice department of Tails and Knuckles, so uh, Colleen O'Shaughnessy, who is the voice of Tails in the video games. Uh, she did the little voice at the end, of course, of the first movie, and she's back for this one. So she's the only voice cast member of the video games who actually comes in and reprises her role of the character she played in the video games. So that's a cool little fact that they were able to get Colleen for that. And then the big one with Knuckles, it's Idris Elba. Um, so the next James Bond, apparently. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting choice, I think, for Knuckles. Um you know, it, it fits, the, fits the role and he seems like he's having um, fun. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of nice to have uh, Idris Elba doing that role as well. For the live action cast, I mean, Jim Carrey, as we said, he's kind of the big deal in this movie when it comes to playing Dr. Robotnik. Um, and it's... I think a lot of people were surprised by the first movie just how good Jim Carrey was and how it was sort of just a big throwback to Jim Carrey from the 90s. You know, he's sort of been very hit and miss Jim Carrey with a lot of his stuff that he's done over the last decade or so. You know, even the comedies that he's done haven't really kind of made mainstream. And he's done a lot of, like, indie films and dramatic films. And I think the thing with Jim Carrey is that he's a great dramatic actor. It's never bad to see him in a dramatic role. I wish he got a lot more credit for how good he is as a dramatic actor. But um, obviously people know and love him for his comedy. So when he's doing a real hammy, over-the-top, caricature-type character that people fell in love with him in the 90s, you know, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura, those sort of characters, and people are going to sit up and take notice. So that's what the first Sonic was, and it's this and 10 times more in the second one. And I just, again, it just comes down to Jim Carrey looks like he's having fun. He looks like he's having so much fun in this role, and he's a great villain. And I think one thing too, which, I mean, it's interesting with a game like Sonic, how accurate you can be to the video games in terms of that you know, myself included, a lot of people really only know the 2D scrolling video games of this world. So you're only seeing a little, you know, 16-bit picture of a blue hedgehog rolling along a screen and, you know, Dr. Robotnik's this big sort of large character who always shoots things at Sonic and, and captured, you know, captures little animals and turns into little robots. So that's kind of the, the thing that you see. So it's kind of hard to think, well, what would a, a lifelike 
Dr. Robotnik be? And, um, you know, there was the, the cartoon series, which I watched as a kid, and you kind of got a little bit more of that. There was a comic series, and, of course, you've got the 3D games, which I'll be honest, I've never really played the 3D Sonic games, so I don't sort of know how they work when it comes to Dr. Robotnik. But, I mean, this movie, they, they go all out on the look of Dr. Robotnik. So Jim Carrey's bald, he's got the giant moustache. The only real thing that isn't game accurate is Dr. Robotnik is a large man, uh, you know, overweight, kind of shaped like an egg, hence the Eggman name. Uh, and they don't, they don't put Jim Carrey in a fat suit, which I think he wanted. Um, but, uh, unfortunately we don't really see that. So outside of that though, like the costumes, there's, um, there's actually a, a section of the movie where they have sort of him in a little spaceshipy type thing which is very game accurate which is great and then kind of all his drones and everything that you saw in the first movie are kind of back in this one as well so um it kind of it works well and just you know jim carrey is just so over the top with this role he's just fantastic and it's just it's just fun to see him just be so enjoyable in this in this movie and again i think just with the first one he's the absolute star of the film and that's not to take away from ben schwartz or anything like that because ben schwartz is great as sonic but i mean just jim carrey is just so good in this role so um and this is only the third time he has ever come back for a sequel to reprise a role he's very he's always been anti-sequel jim carrey you know that's why we never had a mask sequel that featured him uh you know we never had a dumb and dumber sequel for like 20 odd years until he finally came back and did it so of course he only ever reprised a role of um, Lloyd Christmas uh, when he eventually did Dumb and Dumber 2 and then the only one he really did kind of straight after the success of the first one is when he reprised Ace Ventura when he came back for the sequel so um, he's very usually anti-sequel so it's kind of surprising to see him come back and so quickly as well similar to Ace Ventura so um, great to see him though um, and he's looking good like uh, he's, he's got to be in at least his 60s now Jim Carrey but uh, he's uh, he definitely like um, you know he's, he's, he's looking good fits his role very well um he's 60 exactly so there you go he turned 60 this year so uh there you go happy birthday jim carrey for a couple of months but he's fantastic outside of jim carrey though i've got to say the human cast is kind of a big letdown in this movie i think what was good in the first one is that it was james marsden they sort of had this you know buddy cop style film with him and sonic uh which was good and it was kind of nice to almost see james marsden not being completely ditched and ignored and you know the the one that you like and then he just gets forgotten about because someone better comes along and in typical james marsden that happens in this movie because tails comes along and knuckles comes along so poor old james marsden is just forgotten about he's relegated to a typical james marsden role um which is a shame because i like james marsden he's great uh, so, you know, he's, he's very much a side character in this movie, sort of, you know, him and his, uh, wife, uh, Maddie is of course played by Tika Sumter. They sort of are away for most of the film. So, but you, you get elements of them in it and then they sort of come back towards the end, which is, you know, fine. Um, and then that sort of leads There's the one plot line in this movie, which is just so out of place and it just doesn't fit. We get the return of, uh, Rachel, who is Maddie's sister played by Natasha Rothwell, who's hilarious. She's fantastic. Um, but like, it's just, there's this whole side plot about her getting married, which it just, I don't know. It just doesn't fit. Like you've got some funny stuff in there, but at the same time, it's just like, well, what has this got to do with a Sonic movie? You know, it just, it's kind of like, it's just shoehorned in there for the adults and it's, it just feels so out of place. So, uh, that's my only real issue with this movie. Like the big issue I have. And then, you know, the human characters outside of Jim Carrey are just, they're just wasted. I mean, I get it. We're here to watch a Sonic movie. We're not here to watch a human movie, but it just, it was balanced so well 
in the first movie that you kind of didn't really complain or take note of it. Whereas this one, it's like, yeah, okay, well, what's the point of James Marsden even coming back when he's barely in it? So um, that's the disappointing thing about what they do, I feel, in this movie. Uh, James Marsden gives a good performance from what he's got given, as does, you know, Tika Sumter and Natasha Rothwell, all the people. We've got Shamar Moore in here randomly as well, so, like, good for him. And, yeah, it's 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 fine. Um but it's just, it's a disappointment that they kind of waste them a little bit as well, I think, with that. Um, outside of sort of the cast and the acting, I think one thing I noticed with the special effects, I mean, this movie is like 95% great on the special effects, but there were definitely some moments in this film where I noticed the special effects just looked a bit off. And it's kind of odd to say that in a, you know, a 2022 movie. Generally, it's not something I feel most people, particularly on our show, we don't really often talk too much about, oh, are the special effects good? Because in a movie in 2022, yeah, special effects are going to be good. And this is a very special effects heavy movie. And there were just some scenes where I'm just like, oh, that that doesn't look good. That's like an early 2000s. That's die another day kite surfing levels of bad. Um, so I found that quite interesting. But um, outside of that, visually, it looks fantastic. You've got a whole section of this movie, which is just such a video game level. It's, um, it's literally, uh, you know, the references that I remember talking about in the first movie lots of references in this one and there's there's one particular moment which it's not really a spoiler but sort of there's a bit where there's sonic's involved in underwater and anybody who's played the, the old school sonic games knows that those underwater levels were the shit levels and it's like oh my god it's an underwater level oh my god i hate these and there was just one little moment where again if you play the video games and you're in underwater the whole point of surviving underwater you'd find those bubbles and you'd kind of see a little sonic going up to breathe in the bubbles so there's kind of a cool little moment where sonic's underwater and he breathes one of the i thought it was hilarious and it was just kind of like oh cool cool reference to the video game there and this whole section of the movie sort of the middle section of the movie it's sort of set in this area where again it's it's very much like this is a video game level so i kind of like that where they don't go over the top with it to make it like hey you're watching a video game movie let's make this video game-esque it was done in a balanced way where it's like okay it, it definitely makes sense because i think like when it comes to making sense in the plot of this movie um this would be a fun movie to do on a, on a recap like with colin because y- you know similar to the first one there's definitely a, a large element of a film like this you've got to check your brain at the door like here is on the old network we're going to pick apart this is un you know realistic this is dumb this is dumb but like there are definitely things that happen in this film you're like huh what like where did that come from that makes no sense well how did he get that why is he doing that that make you know and it's just like okay it's a kids movie based on a video game this is not going to make sense so um definitely some of that and the whole section i'm just talking about there like the video game level section definitely one of those moments where you're like huh how is this a thing but sure let's just roll with it absolutely cool because it's you know it's fun and it, and it works that way as well um it's it's kind of interesting we talk a lot sometimes on the show about the scores like i know we, when we did the batman one a month or so ago that it was sort of like great score and i i always find that the sonic the, these two sonic movies like they have a score obviously but then they don't stand out you don't leave going like that was a great score like there's a couple of moments when they sort of use the iconic sonic theme as kind of a bit you know the which is is great like that's nostalgic but outside of that i couldn't even tell you how the score of this movie goes um so yeah that was something with the music of that's kind of a bit different and then you sort of the, the credit sequence sort of before there's a mid-credit scene you know potentially setting up another sequel um 
where they they have like a, a song playing, like sort of a, a I guess the the song they're wanting to release uh, to tie it in with uh, the movie, which um, it's Kid Cudi, uh, Cudi, however you say his name. I'm so down with the kids. <laughs> Get it? Um, so that's the song in the credits, which is kind of cool. But um, I liked the the one in the first movie, which I think was Chance the Rapper. No, I don't think it was Chance the Rapper. God, I'm so uh, you know clearly on top with all my um, modern rap artists. Uh, who, if Noah, if you're listening, is not Billie Eilish. Um, the <laughs> oh, in jokes are hilarious. Um, the the singer from the first one, Wiz Khalifa. Jesus, not even Chance the Rapper. They all blend in eventually. Sometimes some of these rap artists for me. There you go. I'm so I'm so white right now. Apparently, um, but yeah. So the music of this film, yeah, it's fine. Um, but the thing that's actually really interesting is to kind of at the time of recording this, uh, the box office came out for the opening weekend, and this is the highest grossing video game movie, basically opening weekend of all time. So it's doing great uh, out there, which obviously looks likely then that they're going to green light a, a third one, um, which I mean, looking here, they're, they're in production. They're, they're talked about are in development, I should say. And there's also apparently going to be a knuckle spin-off that will go on Paramount plus. So uh, there you go. But Sonic the Hedgehog 3 looks like it will be a thing. Obviously, this one only came out two years after the first one, and that happened in the middle of a pandemic. So uh, you'd expect that another two years maybe between Sonic 3, which the interesting thing, again, without spoiling it, spoiling it um, you know, the first one, I think it was kind of obvious that you were going to get a sequel, and they made it so that, like, okay, Jim Carrey's coming back. Uh, if you've seen the first one and you saw how that ended, okay, yep, there's no way Jim Carrey's not coming back, and obviously he's back. The way they end this with Jim Carrey, it's kind of like, you know, they've done it in a way where if he doesn't come back, he doesn't come back. And Jim Carrey has recently come out in interviews sort of, uh, you know, promoting this film saying that he's considering retiring from acting. So, um, you know, that's obviously sad on many levels, but, um, you know, it would be great obviously to see Jim Carrey come back for a third or something he's never done. He's never replies the same character three times. So, um, that would be very interesting to see that going on there. But, um, when I, my brief little cinema experience, um, here in New York, I, went to a, a cinema in Times Square and you have the option of seeing like three different versions of it. You can see just like, you know, the, the one with the reclining seats on the big screen, the big screen. Then you could have got like the reclining seats premium on like the big, big screen, like kind of, it's not quite IMAX, but you know, whatever it is. And then I was just cheap. So I was just like, oh, I just want to pay like the $11 and just see it on a standard screen. Go into this cinema. It's the, like the weirdest cinema I think I've ever been to. Like there's only maybe like 50 seats. It's quite small. Um, you know, it's still the sound's great, the screen's great, everything's great, but it was just kind of like, okay. And literally one of only three people in this cinema. And it was interesting that there was a, a lady who was, I want to say an older lady. I want to say like maybe in her, you know, fifties or sixties. It's not an old, you know, middle-aged. Sorry if you're in your fifties and sixties and I've just called you old. You know what I mean? I'm halfway there. So I'm old as well. Um, and you know, I'm not judging someone from going to the movies by themselves. I'm sitting in a movie by myself, so I can't judge a person going, I going to movies by yourself. Great experience. People should do it more often. But she was very animated in the fact that whenever something happened on screen, she would clap and cheer. And I'm like, okay, good for you, lady. Uh, <laughs> it's like interesting, very interesting. But, um, that was an experience. So, um, there you go. My second New York cinema experience was a, a very fascinating one. Um, I don't really have a whole lot more to add. It's kind of, it's interesting doing this by myself. Um, it's always interesting doing spoiler free reviews by myself, but particularly when it's sort of, I feel there's not a whole lot to talk about. It's, it's a fine movie. It's, it's, you know, there are definitely parts in it where I'm sort of like, okay, this is, you know, whatever. But then there are parts where I'm like, okay, this is good. So, um, on that note, I'm going to give this a rent. 
it's it's not the first movie. The first movie is way better. The first movie was a solid buy. Um, whereas this is, yeah, it's, it's, it's there. This is, this is, I feel a movie that in six months time, I'm just not going to remember. I saw, I'm like, oh yeah, I saw Sonic 2, didn't I? Oh yeah, that was fine. So, you know, I'm glad I didn't walk out of this hating it. That's one thing. Bit disappointed I didn't walk out loving it as much as the first one, but it's, it's a, it's a fine movie. If, if look, the, the easy sell is if you like the first one, go and see it. You know, you're going to get pretty much the same, but with a few different things and a few disappointing things. Uh, if you're a Jim Carrey fan, you're going to love this film. If you're a Sonic fan, yeah, you'll love this film too. It's just, it's don't expect the first one. That's all I say. If you're a James Marsden fan, you don't go see this film. It's just a typical James Marsden movie. So, um, oh, there he is, relegated again. But uh, a rent from me, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, now in cinemas. Go and see it by yourself. That's how I think you should experience movies. Um, we've got plenty still coming here on the Oz Network. I believe Colin's continuing on with Jennifer Garner Month, so uh, stay tuned for that. We've got Breaking Bad, we've got Lost, we've got 24 episodes dropping weekly, and we do want to bring back Movie Recap Months, uh, hopefully soon, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll keep you updated if they're coming your way. And uh, as always, uh, listen to all the bits at the end here, and you can find out how to stay involved with the show, Patreon, all those kind of things, and yeah, listen to our sister shows as well, award-winning shows out there. If you enjoy my voice, Colin's voice, you can hear some other shows out there as well. So uh, you know how to find them and uh, check them out. But uh, this has been our spoiler-free review of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. My name is Ben and dot, 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 dot. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)